Sacramento, California, Boston, Massachusetts, Houston, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Topeka, Kansas, Trishburg, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Orlando, Florida, Detroit, Michigan, Hampton, Virginia, New New Jersey, Buffalo, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia, home for the National Black Business Conference on August the 23rd through the 27th, 2023. It's going to be a event that, that will change history for a lifetime of black businesses and black people coming together. Welcome to lunch with the Black Human Conference for August the 5th. 
tippy top they're on the streets, you know, in the highways, in the byways. That's why the Lord said, go out in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe in the same baptized. You know, he that believe in the same is baptized. And they talk about the Holy Spirit baptism. Water baptism. The first baptism is the Holy Spirit baptism. When you believe the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit convict the Spirit in you that you saved, then you go to the water and go down and be saved. Amen. And come up and saved. See, you go down a wet devil and come up a wet devil. And uh, I'm, we're going to be reading this 15th chapter of 1st Corinthians because it's 1st Corinthians because it is going to be a resurrection. It's two resurrections okay. that people don't know about. It's a resurrection of the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. And the unjust is eternal damnation. And the just is re- eternal life. And verse one in the fifteen chapter says, "This just uh, the the footnote in here. The the, the title says, part, part eight, the coming of the Lord and the first resurrection, in Revelation twenty and five, and verse eleven through fifteen. Verse one. This is the fact that Christ resurrected. More brethren." I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand. See, you have received, in other words, you already believe. You believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You pass from death unto life before you sleep and after you sleep. Now, which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So it is a vain belief. A lot of people have been vain believe Because they say, I don't know what to believe, you know. But the book tells you what to believe, the gospel. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You believe it, you pass from death into life before you sleep and after you sleep. I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of Cephas then of the twelve after that he was seen of a book Five hundred brethren at one. Wow. Wow, that was that was a large crowd. Yes, sir. Of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are falling asleep. See? I sleeping after you sleep. If you're dead, you can't hear your name call. But if you sleep, you're here. And that's what eternal life is, asleep. For those that believe, it's eternal damnation for those that don't believe. 
And it was never meant for man to die. The people don't understand it, that you were meant for you to die. That's why it's eternal damnation and eternal life. That means your state of being dead and trespasses and sins is eternal damnation. In other words, you ain't gonna never get out of that unless you believe in death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They go on to say, after that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as a one born out of due time. This is Paul talking here. For I am the least of the apostles that am not me to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Mm -hmm. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Did not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it, is, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so ye believe. It's all about believing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, if Christ be preached that we rose from the dead, that he rose from the dead, I say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have been testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then it's not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. You are yet in your sin. Then, also with your falling asleep in Christ, or perish. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are above all men most miserable. But now, is Christ risen? from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ should all be made alive. That's why you must believe the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, <clears throat> you'll be made alive in Christ. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruit. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. Then coming the end when he should have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he should have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign 
till he had put all enemies on his feet. The last enemy that should be destroyed is death. See, ain't no more death in Christ. It's sleep. Without Christ, is death. With you know, Christ, sleep. You know, real, one, one, one of the things that, uh, that, that you touched on last week, okay, uh, and you just finished here, we're talking about with Adam, with Adam, you know, how, how all this goes back to the first fruits, you know, when, when, when things, you know, uh, first were given to us and how we, I guess you say we took things for granted and didn't believe what we were telling, what was being told to us was actually the truth. And, and that from there, things got real crazy. And, 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 and all the stuff you're talking about, right, things you're reading about now, it just, just in the, you know, uh, telling the story going back, how, how we all, how everything just lost its faith from God. Yep, everything fell away from God. Because all that sin, when it's all that sin, they were talking about the animals too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were talking about the insects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were talking about everything. Everything turned it back on God. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Rev, you know, people forget that God turned his back on them when he destroyed the earth with water and he created Nora in the ark. And matter of fact, could you imagine uh, today that, that with, in Noah's ark, he had two of everything that survived. But all those, those, the insects, whatever was in that ark, Agree and get along for all those times together. There was no, there was no, there was no fight. There was no animosity. But they all were together for the good of God. And, and all that was done was without hands. Uh, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There was, there was no, Moses didn't lead that. Moses, I mean, uh, not Moses, but Adam didn't lead no, nothing in that. God did all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, "I'm a, you know, He said, "You don't want to listen to me, you know." And uh, and, and the good part about it, he said, "There, that I won't destroy the earth again. I could get that time, you know." And, and we thank God that you know uh, that now we are seeing uh, around the world that He's keeping His word, but we as a people seem to be more stiff than ever. As we have all these examples that you talk about, if it's if it's charity and appreciate all of the week that pastors around the world are saying, you got to come back to God, but nobody's listening to them. They stop, they're not listening no more. No, they, 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 well, they listen or not, it ain't going to stop what God going to do. Oh, yes. And he's doing that now. He's all, uh, he's all. Uh, He's sending fires all around the world. These fires burning. And so people think that this is a global warming. This ain't global warming. It ain't got nothing to do with it. The only one can destroy this earth is God. Now, now Rev, I will tell you that that, 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 that all the things that are taking place, like we got a, 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 a typhoon, which you haven't heard about in a long time. Well, it's, it's going on, but no one's telling you about it. 
And like you said, all the things that are taking place around the world, that we're not just talking about the fires that we see. We're not talking about just the, uh, the, the heat that we see, but things are going on that were all prophesied of a foretold years and years and years ago. And these were called, what they call them, sand, and people are not, and people not listening to all that's going on. Yep. They can talk, they can talk what they want, but God is showing man, he's showing us at this time about what he's going to do. Ain't nobody, who can make a typhoon? Nobody but God. <laughs> I don't know no man that can uh, make the water do what it do. I don't know nobody can make the water get hot. It's supposed to be uh, cold. This, this, is a, this ain't no, ain't no play game. God knows, God can do all things. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and God said warning us. Y'all, y'all can be stiff neck and hard head all you want. God go get the last land. Yeah, he, he even read the sea of the war, like all these, 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 these fast floods. I'm not here in St. Louis in the last couple of days. Even like today, we had rains this morning, about really this morning. And in you know, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, heavy rain, thunder, and all, and, and all, and all, and all through you know this area, we now have flooding. Flooding. I mean, traffic is just a rain, and there are massive floods all over the country, all around the world, not just here. There are floods all over the place, man. Right? Yep. All over the place. And, and they, they talking about global warming and the scientists this and scientists that. Who do you think got knowledge? God got all knowledge. <laughs> yeah, well, right now, uh, that's a seeing body real. All the knowledge that they have, and the more they tell people, tell people, try to sing the people, no one's listening again, real. You know, no one you know they got uh, 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 they got the knowledge from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is up mm-hmm. to them. That's what they got. That's the knowledge they got. That's why these satellites and all this technology and stuff is advancing like it is. They're cloning people. They're doing some of everything. That's what we call them the demons. Ain't no lie about that, real. And the devil and the demons is control of this atmosphere and the, what goes on in the sky. Like people talk about, we saw a picture of Jesus up in the sky. That wasn't nothing but some satellites up there. The devil showing you that, deceiving you. You know, I'm going to do a show sometime soon. You would be surprised at how many satellites are in the air above our heads. And they are more constantly, constantly going up to the air on a daily basis. Yep. And, and you know, we always hear it. It's like what goes up must come down. Excuse me. Hey, hey, I, here's my last, here's a scripture that I want to read and then uh, let the people think about it. It's in yeah. Nahum, the first chapter and verse three. It said, the Lord is slow to anger. Oh, and great in power, 
and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord had his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, in the clouds or the dust of his feet. Amen. Now, Rev, Rev, why don't you do this for us, okay? Well, why don't, why don't you tell us exactly where Nehemiah is in the Bible so people uh, will know. Because I want them to read that, find out where is that, and give us. That, that's in the New Testament, by the way, to be people aware. Well, it's in the Old. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, in the Old, in the old Testament. It's the Old Testament. Uh, in the, near the end there, in the Old Testament. And it's one of those things that uh, you, need, you need to read it because it, it's telling you right there uh, that God is helping us to do all things, but we must also have faith that we can do all things through him. And that's where what, that's what we had a problem there. So here's the... Read that one more time. Give us that one more chance, Bruce. Okay, this book is in the Old Testament. Nahum is spelled N-A-H-U-M. And, and it's in the first chapter. And the topic of this said the holiness of Jehovah. And, what's and down in verse 3, it's in verse 3, it said, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord had it his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, in the clouds or the dust of his feet. Well, Rev, I tell you what, right there, that's gone. We're going to leave it there today, but uh, we thank you so much for the teaching, and especially, you know, for the words you bring forth online, online, right in front of you, my Bible. Uh, and the rule that you say. So again, that's all the other allows. The pastor Walter Park, that which I'm a church located in Los Angeles. I am the Walter Park neighborhood. My name is Aaron Folks, and uh, that's the other allows. That's Scott. And right now, we'll see the father be right back. Scott, take us out of here. Amen. Amen. Saying words and around the world, uh, listen to us on. Uh, listen, you listen to lunch with the little bit of my commerce. You can hear us on 
FragranceNUSAHotTalio.com. You can see or hear it on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitch live every Saturday now at 1 and 3 p.m. And today we have a uh, we got a hell of a show for us today. Anyway, as we as first this weekend, according to the United States Census Bureau, uh, uh, Center for Disease and Control and Prevention did show there's been a slight increase in admissions, emergency rooms, visits, and, and, and uh, COVID tests show COVID-19 is on the rise again. So again, as we kind of get people get a little laughs there, I think behind us, COVID right now is not, hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, as real sincerely kind of changed, you know, the way it, it, it does business, for like a better description. And right now, as we go to the fourth season of the COVID-19, uh, I mean, tell all our listeners you know, and tell a friend, please continue washing your hands, wear a face mask, and practice social distancing whenever you can. And please get your word, please get your COVID-19 vaccinations and protect your families also. This is something that really, really in the United States for granted because if you look around the world, people are still wearing face masks. And right now, I'm asking curious here and saying, I see a lot of young people now wearing their face masks when they're out and about. So that's a very, very good thing. And also, um, here in St. Louis, we got a break, but the heat wave is a record all around the country, especially out in Phoenix and, and out there in that uh, in the southwest. And so right now, uh, we thank God that you know, that things have changed around a bit. And also, you know, the, uh, according to the uh, uh, and that's always added. And, and uh, uh, that's it. You know, you know, people that predict the weather, they always in the soil and see rain more now. And this will continue to do throughout the weekend because, like, that's the spirit is what I want to say here. Uh, uh, if we look at rain, so they hit more places. And but but and, the, and that's changing the the, 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 the weather that we were having for so many people with down from heat strokes and now uh like here in st louis i met with my rep we get a lot of rain here and that's no good in a way but it's bad I mean, too much of it is not a good thing and also uh we must continue to tell you every year this time we had a conversation as the wildfires are sort of uh continuing to erupt in, in california last friday california's largest wildfire this year uh, it's taking place. This fire is near the, the Navajo Nation, the National Reserve, you know, which is uh, where a lot of famous trees are. And so now there, uh, this fire has burned, this is this 120 square miles of land. But the good part about this so far is about 38% contained. And we just mentioned also, uh, brother Wise, that the Ibaba uh, Typhoon slam. Yosu, the slam, I was in southwestern Japan with high winds, and this and this is right now into China, all towards China. So all this is going on possibly around the world, and it's not you know being reported. But these things you can understand. Uh, we've been kind of consumed with, you know, with the news about the trials and stuff like this, but a lot of stuff has taken place. Some of you probably haven't heard about, but you need to hear about. A lady by the name of Henrietta Black. 
a FMSLA lawsuit in, in the United States against a biotech company accusing her millions of dollars, after billions of dollars in profit from the use of her sales. They were, her sales were the first human sales to grow reproduce in their test. And you had these they have just they have their when these when these when these these uh, tests take place, uh, then this has made a lot of modern medical research be able to take place based on our sales. And they learn their of our sales created. Guess what? Vaccines for polio and later uh, for COVID nineteen, as well as experiments in genetic mapping. Her sales were collected back in 
uh, who were beat on in that area that night. Uh, they are now getting checks that range from $20,000 to $100,000. And this came out of a transaction lawsuit. And matter of fact, it's probably one of the largest in U.S. history that, that, uh, that from a protest saying who is normally his own the forefront of bad news uh, when they do something that's stupid. And, and I can see it all the time. We don't do a lot of stupid stuff here in St. Louis. And so right now, our police department is now paying out, uh, I should say, the police department, the city is, is paying out, that he had read almost $5 million. And this is going to be just 84 people and actually, for the, the law, there were more people that, that they were involved because it was right. It just was a bad time in St. Louis for black people to be around the police department. It was just a bad time, not just for, for, for the people here, but also for the police departments. And so out of that down, uh, we, we have issues uh, being settled in court. The uh, legal said justice moved slow well back in 2017. Unfortunately, a lot of those people have not, no, no problem passed on. But at least some of those people would have money. They can start their lives, you know, and do better things and have money. Some of the people saying the money they're going to get, they're going to put money in the bank. But these are just some of the ways that, that people you know the cities of uh, the people, the government, so that pay for that, you know, for their wrongdoing. And also here in the state of Missouri, uh, we have to say that uh, we have last year's Senate race where, uh, Everyone know uh, Senator Josh Holly from his from his ex boss when the uh, when the January uh, state riots where he was holding his fist up. Well, now you have uh, three people on the Democratic side that's running against him. He's a Republican, and so he has no competition. And uh, and he run for re-election in the primaries. But uh, for the Democrats, we trust to have three candidates. That's running, uh, Carla May, a Missouri State Senator. We also have Weston Bell, who's our single county prosecutor, who's, filed, who's running also, and a gentleman from Kansas City named uh, Coops, Mr. Coops. So right now, those three people are squared off. And right now, the uh, the uh, race is heating up pretty good. So, like, which is a good thing. There's more debate, you get more people involved, you have a, you have a race like this. And I think this is a large turnout because one thing that uh, took place uh, in recent weeks was the uh, attorney general of Missouri, who was a Republican, who had tried to keep the abortion, uh, abortions off of the, of the ballot by holding up, uh, approving the, <laughs> the law that allowed, that allowed the, the petition to be, uh, to be passed and signed. And they can go out there and, and collect petitions, collect signatures for their petitions. So, that's definitely going to be on the ballot. So that's going to be a large turnout here in Missouri. And also, uh, this swarm of this Thursday, he's uh, from President Donald Trump, uh, pleaded not guilty after being arraigned for the third time this year uh, in federal uh, 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 charges that I can't begin to count the charges that he, did, that he had filed against him. But all I can say is that it's more than 20. One case was through it, and, and uh, this this case took place in in, uh, in Washington D.C. in the federal courthouse there. Uh, it's a few blocks from the Capitol. This is took place where a mob of protesters, this reporter's riot on January the sixth, and uh, 2021, and he's facing four felonies. 
made it to the efforts. It was her in the 2020 election and came to power. And there are several things that uh, we need to look at uh, right after the uh, arraignment of Special Counsel uh, Jack Smith got a brief press conference with him very, very short on words. <laughs> when he read the charges, brief charges, uh, and recommend uh, that you get a copy of the uh, of the uh, of the charges, which I did get a copy of them, and you kind of read them for yourself. And you'd be surprised at uh, of the evidence that's, that's, that, that, that's there that's not being talked about in the news. And also, uh, during that same time, he took the time to thank all of the um, the, the FBI and all the people in Congress that, that went, went about assembling all this information that made, that made these indictments possible. And so now, uh, in that, in, in the instructions that, that they were given after the arraignment, uh, uh, President Trump, I call him President Trump because that's the time he goes for life. But the funny part about it in court, he was called Mr. Trump, and they kind of shocked him by the judge. I was in court, that's who you are, you are just Mr. Trump. Uh, I'm Mr. Irable when I go, I go to court. And so uh, what he did, uh, he was instructed uh, not to you know, go out and try to taint your jury against the, you know, the information out there that maybe he may be aware of. Uh, and try to, you know, uh, uh, say things that can probably incite a, a riot or do different things. Well, we all know President Trump, he did exactly the opposite of that. So now, uh, uh, this last Friday, uh, uh, he said some things on, on his, on his true, on true social that's not been going well. And so now he can, uh, uh, we want to see how that take place. And also this, this past week, uh, uh, in politics, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis has, uh, and we all know in the last couple of weeks, the uh, Florida uh, remarks or comments about black slaves developed skills and veterans uh, that come here within Florida and, and talking about this and being at your chitty talk. We, we, we brought skills to this country as slaves. Most things that took place Black folks were involved and created a lot of things, but unfortunately, they could not write down what they did or what they were going to do. Like in D.C., you have one of the most complicated street layouts in the, in, in the world. Well, a black man designed that, and it all works very well but for D.C. The stoplight, I can go down a list of things that the black man was responsible for. And so now, uh, the, the, uh, the other states, the, uh, the, the congressman from, from Florida, uh, Representative Byron Dowles, uh, who is now pushing back against Ron DeSantis. <laughs> and he's a Republican. He, he's a Republican. Bless you. He's a Republican. And, and, uh, and in it, uh, he sided with uh, Vice President, a Democrat, on the Harris, who's also uh, uh, a Democrat. They're both black. And, 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 and against those kind of comments, which we all know are wrong. And also, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Representative Donald, Donald has also endorsed uh, President Trump over the Santa from his own state. Now, also, uh, what's going on in D.C., 
and he found this. The Army and the Marine Corps operate without Senate earned leaders due to Senator Tuberville's hold on all Pentagon, which is all promotions in the armed services. I mean, all in fact, these are backing up more and more. And so that means we are also uh, we fight right now around the world, around the world, uh, where most of our top leaders who've been promoted can't take office and they can't even leave families. It's all because us, the senator, is upset about an abortion issue where women want to travel to another to another state or wherever and, and, and the office would have them go travel there, but they pay their own expenses. And for that reason, he hold up all these promotions in the uh, in the armed forces against the Pentagon. This is so stupid. And the bad news here, the bad bad news here, the the Senate just went on vacation. So there, so for the next uh, couple of weeks at least, uh, there will be more promotion, and 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 there will be more promotions taking place. They cannot be confirmed by Congress. This is not good. We are stupid guys with him. And also, uh, speaking of uh, news in the striking, striking world uh, this past week, Yellow Freight, which has been a, a staple in the, uh, in the freight industry for almost, almost 100 years, 99 years, well, they filed for bankrupts. And they put, put about uh, released 22,000 union workers on the street without jobs. And about another about eight thousand dollars, eighteen thousand people who work in offices, uh, who are all right now uh, unemployed. It's a bad time of the year for any family member because kids get ready to go back to school, uh, trying to you know get ready for the fall. This is not at all good. So that's a lot of people that's being affected by that, and also the uh, dispute uh, continues with the. Uh, Something that you know, people are hearing about, but you know, you hear about this a lot. The Professional Golf Association uh, and an organization, a new new golf organization, came up last year. They were supported by Saudi Arabia, Leah uh, Golf. Well, they are trying to merge the two of them together, and they've got a whole few of them. I made. Well, and they're trying to merge here. The guy that was in charge. A, a negotiation who cut the deal, he said it went into the hospital. There was more chaos. And so during this chaos, Tiger Woods, uh, a famous golfer, but now he's a negotiator uh, for the Pacific Golf Association. And then he joined their policy board, which had control of the policies that are taking place. Now, this is a real significant thing that, that took place here. Uh, there, now there's a, a major shift in power in to with Saudi Arabia's. Um, public investment fund, which is acting as one of them, they give them all the money that they need to try to, uh, to buy the golf, which has been around hundreds of years. And so now uh, there's, there's a, a fight about control of that. Now, what's important about Tiger Woods being on the boards, they now have equal representation. And so this allows more information, more transparency, uh, more honesty for one thing in the golf industry. And we, it's kind of part of that. And also, this is continually going on the uh, screen, uh, the screen actors deal. But uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, first of all, let me put this put this in content first. The uh, Writers Guild of America and the major studios met 
Friday. Now, these are the writers for all the TV shows, the radio shows, and in the, in the, in the, in the industry they put the gear. Well, they met for the first time in months uh, yesterday. Uh, and the good thing about it was there, it's been going on for over three months now. There were hope then that they're now talking. Being a former a union, a union organizer, uh, it's always good when people who are on strike are talking. If you're not talking, nothing's going on. You got to communicate. So right now, uh, they, they, they had a good meeting, uh, and the president of the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers uh, uh, came to the table. Now, by the way, that you understand how this works, how this affects all the people that's, that's hearing our voice. Now, this one group is working on behalf of Walt Disney. You know who that is, the Disney movies and all that. Warner Brothers, you know who Warner Brothers is, Discovery, Netflix, TV Plus, and all the other media companies, such as NBC, Comcast, all those who are, who are now, uh, uh, and also follow the streaming companies also. Well, they're the ones now in, in, in the negotiation with the writers' deals, and the whole thing here is they need better benefits, uh, they need uh, more job security, uh, they need to be, uh, as they get better benefits and better pay. When, when they write uh, a show, uh, and you see it on TV, watch the credits that come out of the program on TV and radio that a lot of people are a part of doing that. Well, they need to be paid residuals. And what that means is they do a show, that show continues into infinity nowadays. Uh, it's, it's like a movie that's been made they show it in America, and they show it, you know, and they, once they finish showing it in America, they take it to Europe. And then they take it to Europe, and then they put it on, on TV, on radio, on, on TV, I'm sorry, and uh, on streaming. And then they continue to make it money. Well, unfortunately, all the people that's involved with that, making that movie, would not get paid. And so that's where the, the baby is now. They want to be paid also for the residuals. So they can continue to feed their families and also continue to make you know, good movies and good TV shows. And so this kind of strike yeah. started. Um, yeah, okay, so this how all these you know, things that's going on, but he didn't send you who these people are. It's Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Netflix, Apple TV Plus, and all of the media content. I'm talking about the media content, but they're not all the TV stations like CBS, NBC, and all those. And, uh, and also, like, by the way, I said Disney, Disney also owns ESPN, <laughs> as, well as, as well as, you know, uh, a lot of other things that they own. So there's a lot of people that you don't hear about, you only hear about the writers here, but these are people that's not being talked about, but who are right now refusing to share the money that they are making. And if you check the, check the record, all these companies I've mentioned here making a lot of money. And you know, so, yeah, a lot of money, okay? And so, and so uh, the, the runner air, so many million dollars for a uh, 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 commercial. Yeah, commercials, and then, uh, and not only that, Rev, when you go to a movie, sheesh, the popcorn, uh, uh, the seats, but like right now, you look at, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 sheesh, 
uh, all, all, all the money that, that, that they make off of when a show is being replayed, uh, when it goes on TV, it goes into syndication. All those, all those, all those actors, they may get paid. Some may get paid and some may not. Even when you do commercials, they, they pay commercials over and over and over again. They make money off your image. So again, that's what we're talking about here. When we send uh, uh, residuals on their work. And that's very, 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 very important. So yesterday, the, uh, the, 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 the ended. Good news. They agreed to go back to the retractable orders and come back together uh, very shortly and give us an update about what's going on. And also, uh, last night you probably heard about now there were no winners in the uh, mega million jackpot, and the jackpot is increasing right now to a record one point. Well, one billion one billion almost two billion dollars. Put it like that. So the logic of you so between now and the next joint, right now that's a lot of a lot a lot of money out there in that jackpot. And also uh, this past week uh, we were fortunate enough here in the city of St. Louis to have uh, 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 Secretary of Transportation Peter of Moon Ditch. I was in town on Monday uh, when the Metropolitan area was part of a uh, $103 million dollar. Transportation disaster with these grants that were packaged. And these grants are going to over, over, uh, over seven, uh, 17 years around the country where uh, disaster released from the, from the floods and from the rains that took place in the past. And right now, uh, we're going to see about almost 31 million here in the St. Louis area. But unfortunately, these rains are <laughs> taking place. So, that's not. So again, so we got to continue to pray for all those people. And also on Tuesday, uh, in our great city across uh, city of Missouri, uh, in city of Missouri, Mayor Quentin Lewis was inaugurated for four more years, along with this uh, city and agency council. Uh, they go uh, numbers so that they they'll be sitting there for the next four years. And Mayor, Mayor Lewis, during this during this inauguration, announced a, a new ordinance that he's working on, which cannot came from the city of St. Louis, but this is never the use of firearms. Here in St. Louis, uh, we have, our mayor that passed a bill this past week, where, as you know, St. Louis, Missouri is a, uh, there are no rules on people who can get guns, no age limit. Well, now, uh, uh, no, no, no restrictions on who can carry a shotgun on him, or three, four, seven down the street. Well, now in St. Louis City, as soon as St. Louis County, you would have a permit carry those guns. Now, I'm not going to say they're going to stop a lot of the violence. They're going to stop some of the violence. You know, who can get a permit? Who can carry? You can have it in your house, but you just can't carry it. Open carry. You like with your 45 on your hip or your machine gun hanging around your neck. That's not good. But, and by the way, I'll mirror to Charlotte Jones also attended this wedding. And uh, some uh, good news here in the city of St. Louis, I guess around the country, a lot of the parents and the children, uh, students, I should say, uh, getting, uh, being involved with back to school giveaways. Here in St. Louis, the St. Louis Public School System have a big, big giveaway they have this weekend. And also, the Urban League, uh, you have one downtown and, and around the, this area, but that area. Most school districts uh, are now having some type of giveaway which means the kids have supplies, 
Because all these supplies are very, very expensive. Book bags, pencils, ink pen pencils, stuff like that that people take for granted. And also here in Missouri, uh, we had a, a tax free zone. No, uh, you buy uh, supplies for your kids, buying clothes, computers, and stuff. That uh, they don't see us actually being short. It's a good thing for Missouri, and that is taking place. And also involved with this, uh, young men can get haircuts. And I'm quite sure there's some places that, that young women can also be uh, be treated for. So their hair being treated also. But also, uh, I'm happy to say that this is taking place, which means there's some improvements in things. But I'm unfortunately got to tell you again, as we have this area, the same with county and city. White jacket and birds continue to increase. And my name is Aaron Folk. This is Lunch with as much in Congress. Wait, beautiful. Till the afternoon here. This is New York, that's governor. I'm able to add a loud Scott Owens, and right now we're right back. Lunch with as much in Congress. I'm President USA. Children, 
profession. So you sort out to be a policeman. Uh, sort out to be a policeman. He wanted to be an American artist, but it turned out he ended up being a patrolman. Well, he took advantage of that and was just became a lawyer. And guess what? In 1996, he was appointed a judge by the governor. He's the first African-American judge in Seth Allen in 1996. So right now, I can hear about the other things he's done. He's the head of the, uh, 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 he's on our board of directors for the National Human Commerce. Uh, he's also our counsel. Uh, he's also uh, has, has his own chamber, okay? And so that was the let's say, me, Judge Rick, how you doing, sir? Um, Eric, thank you very much, and it's an honor uh, to reach out to everyone throughout your uh, radio show and, and the airways, and it's good to uh, speak with you and, and to be here to kind of uh, have a uh, fireside chat with your audience. Yeah. Well, well you, you, you know, Judge, that's how I uh, described many, many years ago when I was on Kate TV years ago, uh, I used to subscribe my show, it was early in the morning time, yeah, six o'clock in the morning time then, and I would tell people, we have a, a, a breakfast chat, chat in the morning time with a cup of coffee, just chatting like good friends about what's going on, and, and, and you, you, you for one, know there's a lot going on, but first of all, I'll tell a little bit about Judge Greg that I did not tell people, please. Well, I mean, I, one of the things, uh, I'm very blessed to be uh, in a situation to say that uh, I've been able to help people throughout not only uh, New York, but the United States. Uh, I've yes. touched what they call uh, a circumspent uh, 360 degrees of, of justice. Uh, like you, you did oh. mention, you did mention that I started out as a police officer. You did mention that in 1992, I was the youngest administrator of the Department of Correction for New York of Rikers Island. And then I was appointed. Uh, well, that's not right, Joe. That's not right, Joe, okay? The people here at Rikers Island now, that has heard a lot of time in all these police shows from, from New York City. Y'all talking about going to Rikers Island. So explain to people what is Rikers Island? Well, truly. And to be honest, um, it is one of the most horrific experiences that anyone would have the displeasure of experiencing or going to. Rikers Island is the largest correctional facility in the world. Uh, right now, New York City is trying to um, uh, decentralize all of their um, you know, correctional uh, institutions and facilities. They're trying to... Mm -hmm closed down Rikers Island. At one point, at, at its highest point, when I was the uh, deputy commissioner uh, and in charge of their uh, trial division, uh, we had over 16,000 inmates in wow. Rikers Island. Um, it spans 16, over 16,000 inmates. It spans over uh, 22 acres. And wow. at that time, it had about uh, 11 uh, facilities. Now I think they have uh, something close to 15. But wow. along, along with this uh, massive uh, penal system, you have a uh, massive problem of inmate on inmate violence, inmate on officer sure. violence, and you have a host of other abuses that, uh, you know, 
you could not control when you have such an unwielding uh, large population. So uh, what they decided to do, uh, and the city council is trying to uh, foster a way to address that, is to shut down uh, this this centralized penal system and decentralize it where you will have smaller jails or prisons within each of the five boroughs of New York. The problem is, the problem is trying to get, uh, you know, that not in my backyard mentality out of the uh, (laughs) administrations, you know, in Mm -hmm. in the five boroughs. So, uh, yeah, it's bad. There's another thing there that you just captured here, and I said, you are a wealth of information, and not only but knowledge and understanding about how these things work. And we on TV around the world watch as movies are being made, and they talk about the five boroughs in New York. Explain to us how that borough system works. Okay, it's it's basically like uh, in any other state, you would have uh, suburbs. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, counties and, and cities. Well, New York is one of the largest uh, complacent areas that you have uh, cities within a small, large state. New York State comprises of approximately, and, and it's it's mind-boggling. New York State has about uh, 17 million people. Uh, but okay. New York City itself has over nine million people. Cool. Um, the whole state. Yeah, yes, exactly. I, it's larger than many of the states. I, I can't even tell you how many states New York City five boroughs are larger than. But it's um, larger than Missouri. It's larger than Missouri. I mean, I'm a six million in Missouri, so it's bigger than the state of Missouri. <laughs> right. So so you can imagine what it's like. You also have to imagine. Um, the police department. New York City has the largest police department within the United States. New York City has almost 37,000 police officers within the five boroughs. That's 37,000 law enforcement individuals in New York City Police Department. That's not counting, Ira. The New York State Police, the uh, Department of Investigation, the uh, fire marshals and the Department of Correction Investigative Unit. So, I mean, I would hazard to guess there's almost 50,000 law enforcement individuals, um, sworn personnel in in the five boroughs. So, uh, it's it's a lot to handle and to unpackage. Oh my God! And so right now, right now, okay. As assistant commissioner uh, trying to deal with the, the Rikers alone, and 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 I guess this is really 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 crazy here that you try to send police uh, send send uh, uh, individuals are you innocent to proven guilty to Rikers Island? You, you got all those different roles and personalities mixing at the same place. Exactly, and the tragedy of Rikers, and you know that one of the things I'm doing, I'm, I'm as if I don't have enough things. I'm, I'm <laughs> in school for my uh, my doctorate in, in criminal justice administration, mm-hmm. 
And one of the things that the urban planners did not plan for is that in Rikers Island, not only do you have detainees, those are individuals, Ira, that are being held for trials, for sentencing. Um, those are some individuals that are not even convicted. They're waiting to have their trial. Then you have those individuals that are convicted um, who are waiting to go upstate. Rikers Island is considered a jail. It's not considered a prison. It is not a state penitentiary. So you have individuals who have been convicted after the trial waiting to go to be transported to penitentiary. Then you also have those individuals that are that have done their time, that have been put on parole, uh, but they are parole violators. So they're waiting to have a hearing on their parole violations. They haven't committed any new crimes, but they were on uh, parole and they were out uh, on their parole and they violated the conditions of the parole. So you have, and you have also uh, JATC, which is the youth facility. You have individuals that are of the age of 14 to 18 mixed in with criminals and I, I say criminals that are, are the age of 21 and above. You have, unfortunately, old hats that have been in Rikers Island waiting sentencing or waiting to be transported to a penitentiary, you know, five or six years. And these are people that can be any place from the age of 25 up to 75. And then you have youth, then you have youthful offenders that are 14 to 18. <laughs> So they're all mixed. You know, uh, that just describes a man who has had the task, <laughs> had had the task of trying to manage, sheesh, to manage <laughs> uh, a, 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 no, an a, a unbelievable task. I cannot imagine how the mayor, who's also a former police officer, Mayor Adams, how uh, he, he, he's trying to manage, you know, and, and also uh, uh, why we're seeing this, people right now from around the world are constantly coming to New York, uh, coming to New York, and, and, and when they come in there, the, the federal agencies and state agencies also send their prisoners to you guys. <laughs> Yes. yes, it's it is an unwielding task, and and uh, Eric Adams, I I do know him. Um, when he was um, a police captain, I had left the police department, but I was in charge of Rikers Island, so I met him on on several occasions. Plus, mm -hmm. I'm an advisor to the city council on uh, Camilla Hanks, Councilwoman Hanks, on her criminal justice agenda. So you know, I do have an occasion to run into the mayor. And I, I cannot tell you how much um, respect I have for this individual. Because yes. the job of being the mayor of the city of New York, um, you know, being the second African-American mayor of the city right. of New York, uh, is one of the most undaunting tasks. They say being the mayor of New York is the second most difficult job after being the president of the United States. Um, oh, I would believe you on that. I would believe you on that. 
United the Police uh, Enforcement Act, which gives you uniform um, procedures and and, and, uh, uh, statistics and and, uh, processes that all police officers must follow or adhere to throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. Right now, I I don't know, there's got to be six, seven, eight, you know, thousand type of uh, regulations for police departments throughout the United States. Nothing is uniform. What New York City does, uh, I'm certain uh, Milwaukee and Wisconsin doesn't, they don't follow. What what L.A. does, uh, I know Atlanta, uh, you know, Georgia doesn't follow. So they need to have uniformity so that you can have one standard so you can, can, you can see and evaluate uh, the professionalist uh, the professionalism of those police departments and gauge what they're doing as a appropriate standard or not. Okay, Judge, you know, one, one, one of the things uh, that uh, that takes place here, you know, that, uh, that we're not aware of, that now, so far, there's a confusion in our whole country, not just in our whole country. Right now, we've been discussing policing on a municipal level, which is for the city. And of course, this is on the city, on, on a local level. We're using Jared on a municipal level. Now, so there's also state, state levels of governing where they have judges and prosecutions and police departments and all that. Then there's also the one on the federal level, where they also have. Uh, <laughs> another whole replication of that same process, am I right? Yes, yes. I mean, you, you have uh, basically um, three levels of, of uh, executive and legislative branches. You have the mm-hmm. municipal or city, mm-hmm. then you have the state, mm-hmm. and then you have the federal government. Um, mm-hmm. You have, uh, when, when we had the uh, January 21st, um, uh, I mean, January 6th, uh, I think 2021 riots. Right. Uh, that was mm-hmm. that was presided over by state capitol police, and those were mm-hmm. federal police officers. Um, mm-hmm. They they tried to get in uh, the uh, you know since DC doesn't have a state, uh, right. they're not a state. They didn't have state police. They tried to get in um, you know the national guard, but uh, mm-hmm. you had the federal police and the local uh, DC police. Uh, as their first line of defense. But most mm-hmm. states have, uh, you know, municipal and city police, right. and you have state police, and then you have uh, federal law enforcement, which are in uh, the, the uh, specific court systems. Uh, mm-hmm. You have the uh, federal uh, protective officers that are, are law enforcement over, like the post office, uh, mm-hmm. the Treasury department, things of that nature. So you do have... Well, the, the, the FBI, the FBI and yes. Yes. Well, then you got the FBI, you got the, uh, the whole Justice Department as a whole, like that. Well, exactly. You have you have uh, Homeland Security now, which covers yes. everything. The Justice Department, uh, the Border Patrol, uh, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So that's the federal arm or the federal side of law enforcement. Yeah, okay, well, let me let's do this, okay? And I, 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 try to, I try to stay away from... Uh, this is going on with former President Donald Trump, because you know people kind of hear. But 
when he's being a, 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 a judge, and you understand a whole lot better than most of us, than all of us do, about all the terminology that we hear every day now, you know, all day, every day now, about how things, uh, how he was arraigned here, he was arraigned here, and all of this. Now, presently, uh, he was arraigned this, this past, uh, past uh, I mean, Thursday, in federal court, uh, special counsel uh, 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 Jack Smith. Yes. Now, just for the sake of conversation right now, explain the difference between what Jack Smith is doing. Then we have what's about to take place in Atlanta, Georgia, which I think is a, a municipal level yes. uh, case. And and, and and I think they also had a case where they had him in former president in DC and I'm sorry, in in New York. Uh had some cases he pinned on there which with, with, uh, when he was actually uh, convicted, I should say. Uh with uh with, with uh, attorney Braggs there you know, I'm probably probably with him also. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a black man by the way, you know, who you know who uh, you know, who, uh you know uh got the first conviction and there was so much evidence there in that case. And so now we find former President Donald Trump on a federal level and on a state level facing more black individuals than he has faced his entire life. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm just honest with you, okay. The, 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 the prosecutor of Atlanta, Georgia, he's a black woman. Uh, right. Mr. Bragg is a black man. Uh, in, uh, in, 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 in D.C. now, the court, we, uh, he was President uh, uh, Trump was a former, I call him President Trump, that's the title for life. Okay, the former President Trump was uh, arraigned this past Thursday uh, in the message years. There was also another black woman. Correct. And, 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 the, and the black woman that we oversee this case also is a, is a black woman. So now, being a, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, you know, uh, an attorney as well as a judge, can't explain to us which to perceive who in all of these cases and explain what is taking place so in Bingham terms, we can understand that. Well, I mean, very simply put, there are approximately about uh, six indictments against Donald Trump. Uh, he's been arraigned in, I think, four of the six. Uh, so the arraignment is the formal uh, allocution and the formal charging that an individual has to go through um, when when he has charges filed against him. So um, the federal government, now when it comes to precedent, who takes precedent? A federal trial over a state trial? Generally, uh, the federal trial will take precedent. Uh, but, you know, you, you cannot leapfrog. If you have a state charge that was filed two years ago and then the federal government comes in and files another charge uh, yesterday, you can't mm-hmm. expect uh, the state judge to wait uh, now that the federal co- government came in and filed charges mm-hmm. against uh, this individual. It's generally, they generally have a, um, a gentleman's agreement, you know, first mm-hmm. in, first out type of thing. Now, okay. if, in fact, if in fact there is something that would take precedent, then 
then you would expect the U.S. attorney for the federal government and the state prosecutor, um, you know, to have a discussion. And then you also expect that when the prosecutors discuss what is going to happen, that that the uh, judges, because a federal judge, uh, what many people do not know, federal judges are appointed basically um, for life. Um, you know, and um, they they get their appointment uh, in federal district court. Uh, some uh, federal judges are appointed for terms uh, of years, like uh, 10, 15, 25. But most mm-hmm. of the uh, top senior federal judges are appointed for life. So, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't have to worry except for being impeached for misconduct. They don't have to worry about losing their job. So if they tell... Uh, another prosecutor, you're going to have to stand by until my case is over. They they can't really expect uh, too much uh, flack from from that prosecutor or even a lower judge. So uh, right now, you know, Trump has to deal. He has to deal with all of this. And you're right. He has not seen so many African American people in his life, short of people cleaning his his uh, <laughs> estate. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how he's going to react. I do know that uh, the appointment of judges for a case works on a randomized system of selection. So that means you you are put into a hopper, your name is put into a a spinner, and you you pull out the name of the judge who's going to preside. So the luck for Trump was that this black woman was selected to preside over his uh, newest uh, D.C. case. Okay, now, now my next question is, uh, <laughs> what is the likelihood of, of her being removed uh, from that position? Uh, that's one thing, you know, that can be said is that, uh, you know, I can't get a fair trial with this black woman, blah, 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 blah. So, so how, how secure is she? In her position, as she as she as she, as she manages, manages, I give you better word right now, manages this case right now. Well, she she should be short of any misconduct. She's very secure. They, okay. you know, the only thing that Trump's legal team can do is make an application for a change of venue, saying that he cannot get a free uh, or or fair, I should say, a fair trial in D.C. Well, I mean, okay. you were the president of D.C. I mean, in D.C. So why are you, why would you think that you can't get a fair trial? And I'm certain that this judge is astute enough to know that she should not do anything that would um, tip the scales of fairness uh, out of her hand into Trump's hand so that they could remove her as a judge. And if they do make an application for a change of venue, then Trump's lawyers will have to prove how he does not believe he will get a fair trial in D.C. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jim, while on, on, on the fairness of the judge, he's presently, you know, has been indicted in a rain in Florida also. And the same judge that was the two luckless draw, uh, she met, no, she was a, a, a with a judge in a previous case with him. And in that case, she had, she had proven to me somewhat her rulings were overruled 
than the than the uh, than that. Well, that's also than than the uh, he was appealed to our court, and and that, and, and and she was kind of uh, taken to the woodshed. Tell her a little bit about how that worked. Well, I mean, basically, uh, they believe, and now we, we're we're talking about two different things. One, we're talking about a judge who makes a ruling, who is appealed on a higher court level. Mm-hmm. The Court of Appeals basically, uh, uh, you know, is an appellate level that appeals uh, federal district uh, cases. She was, what, does the word appellate, what does the word appellate mean? It means appeal. That, that's just a, okay, okay, a okay. fancy way to say appeal. She, uh, okay, good. Uh, the, um, the, the prosecutor, the U.S. attorney, uh, had a ruling that she had made, and he felt that it wasn't correct. So he appealed it to the um, uh, Second Circuit, which is the appellate uh, division for district courts. And they they actually, it, it, an appellate court is made up of uh, three to five judges. It's not just one individual. So the appellate court heard all the testimony again. They read the record. You generally don't, you generally don't argue a case in the, on appeals. Uh, you mm-hmm. just go basically on the record. You review everything, and then the uh, three to five panel individuals make a decision. They okay. believe that her ruling was incorrect, and they referred it back to her. And they said, you know, uh, you basically they said, you know better. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, we are going to send it back to you, uh, rehear what the issues are, and then come up with another ruling. So she was basically, as they say in, in, in court parlance, she was spanked, you know, and uh, she she had to, you know, rehear it, and they they had a, a different ruling. But um, just because she was appealed and her decision was overturned doesn't mean that she did anything really wrong. It just means that uh, the appellate division felt that her decision was not um, was not uh, appropriate basically uh, because of the evidence that was presented or the the record that was presented. Okay, so so let's go back right now to, uh, to Jackson, who's just... Uh, now, what power does a special counsel have that a regular prosecutor do not have? Well, uh, first of all, a special prosecutor uh, or a special counsel is appointed by the attorney general to preside over a case that um, regular prosecutors or federal uh, uh, prosecutors uh, should not have. Um, okay. Basically, the fed you had a special prosecutor, unfortunately, with um, with um, um, Clinton, with Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they they had the Monica Lewinsky uh, injury. Right. Then you had a special prosecutor. With uh, I'm going back with with um, um, Nixon. Um, but before before they impaneled the special prosecutor's uh, jury, um, Nixon resigned. So right. I mean, okay. these these are special uh, cases where individuals are appointed because there's something exceptional about that particular case. You also have special prosecutors appointed. From the state where there's a conflict of interest or something mm-hmm. of that nature, okay. so okay. you know they're appointed to handle a a unique type of case. 
Okay, now let's kind of take it to the to the end of, the, of, the, of what took place here last week with uh, with, uh, with uh, President Trump. Well, I, now, now I'll kind of listen to the readouts when when the magistrate kind of in her instruction said, "Do not contaminate the jury pool with your comments, so to speak." Right, and that that to me was somewhat unusual to say that. But there was a mouthful that he was saying, and in very, in very, in my opinion. In my well, opinion. well let, let me say this: people in the uh, legal system, they know the propensity of Trump to run off at his mouth. Uh, right. When he was in, when he was indicted in New York. Uh, the judge said, "You know, uh, we're not gonna, we're not going to enforce or have a gag order where none of the uh, uh, participants can speak. But I'm going to tell you, we don't want you to uh, speak about the conditions, the, the evidence, or the trial." And then Trump goes out the same day, Ira, and has a press conference. So the judge said, "You are you crazy?" And they said, "You know now." Not only will we impose a gag order, but we will impose contempt of court. If you do violate this, you will be held in contempt of court. And contempt of court fines or uh, penalties can range from a fine up to imprisonment. So, I mean, Trump likes to, you know, he likes to push the envelope. So when he heard this, he did not want to, it's, it's not, and you know, it's not unusual for a rich person to try and push the envelope. But this judge in New York was pissed and said, you know, if we hold you in contempt of court, we will hold you in contempt of court. Like, wink, wink, read between the lines. You're not gonna pay, you're supposed to be a, a billionaire, you're not gonna pay a fine. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand by while we try to get Mr. Folks back on the line.
afternoon, Samuels, and around the world. Uh, uh, we have a technical difficulty there, but uh, I'm back. Judge, I was about to ask you a question, okay? You recall my question, you can't answer or repeat it and answer it for uh, if you could just recite the question, it's better to do it fresh in my mind. Right. Okay, what I was, what I was asking was, uh, right now, uh, the judge, the, the magistrate judge, made a statement and explained how uh, President Trump, we've uh, been uh, a rich white man, and how he tried to push the envelope. And so now I come, come, come to now that... Uh, Yesterday, uh, he made some comments on True Social, which I would consider to be a threat if I was involved. And so the, the Central Council went to the judge and, and, and filed a complaint. Exactly what kind of complaint did he file? Well, basically, I don't, I don't know if uh, – I haven't seen the, the uh, notation. I don't know if he's filing a complaint uh, for a violation of the uh, – uh, gag order if he's asking mm-hmm. to hold Trump in contempt of court because if the judge had said that he cannot say anything and if mm-hmm. he doesn't be held in contempt of court that's one thing if there was a an order that says that he cannot say anything with race with relationship to the case and he said something yeah, and he and he said something that was not related in relationship to the case, then he wouldn't be in violation of the order. But uh, you know, it depends on what uh, Jack believed is the content and what he was uh, uh, alluding to. So I haven't seen uh, the documents. He went to the judge, and and we should find out shortly what the judge's ruling is going to be. But um, you know, they tell Trump, you cannot make reference any of these particular indictments, and if you do, you'll be held in contempt of court. Um, like I said, Trump has been known to push the envelope, thinking that because he's a billionaire, he could pay his uh, contempt of court fine. But these judges are very, very serious. We're not looking for fines for Trump. We're looking for possible uh, retaining him, putting him in jail so that he cannot. If he doesn't adhere to the gag order, not to not to taint the jury pool, then they're going to put him someplace where he can't damage the jury pool. So okay, now, I, I like the word you use there. Put him someplace. Uh, what is the likelihood if he did go? If he's the judge, okay, and you did put him, put him in, put him in jail for contempt. How would that work? Would it have a natural? Uh, would not it go out from the Secret Service? Yeah. How yeah, that? That's, yeah. That's one of the things that they're, they're trying to avoid. But, I mean, what they've, they've been talking about, and, and maybe you and your audience has heard uh, the term rule of law. Basically, mm-hmm. the rule of law, law means no one is above the law. So mm-hmm. because you have sentencing guidelines for contempt of court, you can be fined, you could be put in prison. You know, they will try and stay away from uh, putting him in prison because of his mandatory Secret Service uh, protection. But, I mean, let's let's take this one step further. If he is found guilty of any of these these uh, uh, cases, 
what will happen to the civil uh, secret service protection um he's guaranteed that by the constitution for life uh, but the rule of law says if you're convicted you know we we will sentence you now there are ways around that ira they can give him confinement to home uh arrest you know things of that nature but um you know, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We don't know if he's going to be convicted, but there are ways to ensure for the rule of law and uh, to make certain that uh, whatever the the uh, sanction or penalty is, that Donald Trump would have to live up to it. Okay, right now, let's stick with the contempt right now uh, that, that, that's, that he's probably facing now uh, by the judge for his comments, uh, written comments, I would, would say. On, 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 this, on, on, on this on this website that 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 council asking for a ruling on. So what is the likelihood he, he could be in prison? Could he be locked up someplace other than prison? Anything that? Well, I mean, if it, if in fact that was a serious violation, but uh, you know, a violation of speaking out, um, I don't think they would, especially if it's his first. Uh, offense. I don't think they will uh, confine him to, okay. to his house or, or put him in jail. They may hit him with a fine, uh, a, a stiff penalty, uh, and then they would admonish him. They also can um, shut down his uh, his website where he's making these speeches and uh, oh, okay. prohibit him prohibit him from using that. I mean, there's various sanctions that can be applied. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right now, uh, you know, we got off into a topic there that went on and on and on there, and I didn't get into it. <laughs> yes, some of the things that you're doing for the FX Human Commerce as as legal counsel, as head of your chamber. First of all, before we get being Chuck in, tell about the chamber that you had in your community. What about that thing? I the, the Richmond um, County Black and Minority Chamber. Uh, it's relatively new. Uh, it's it's about uh, four years old, and uh, we structured that, you know, at the assistance of uh, the National Black Chamber because New York, like I said, is a is a multi uh, yes. county type of um, a city. And uh, believe it or not, for a large city uh, this large, they did not have an active or ongoing uh, minority chamber, black chamber you had one that was not functioning and then you have uh, you have one that is uh, the Harlem, Harlem Chamber of Commerce which is basically uh, sanctioned and sponsored by the city of New York so it's not really a black chamber it, it just happens to be residing up in in the, the great city of Harlem so they needed to have a presence in New York and and at that uh, uh, Alfred and uh, Kay they reached out to me and Chuck the bow uh, asking if I would be willing to take on that, and um, mm-hmm. you know, having some some commonality with uh, business, um, and having um, you know at that time uh, two businesses and now up to four businesses, I I decided it would be something that I would uh, like to help them with. You, you know, Rev. I mean, okay. I mean, I can, I can relate. Okay, I was in the Libertarian Congress. Uh, they, you know, Harry, uh, Harry reached out to me also uh, about the state of Missouri, uh, and uh, we had chambers all over, the, all over the state, St. Louis, Kansas City, you know, and there was 
unless if I committed a spiritual in the legal system. Uh, this is my first time having a jurors of this calendar that can actually explain to our listeners the understanding of all the terminology that we're hearing, trying to make sure they understand what you're hearing, and understanding one thing he did today that was very important. He explained municipal, which is city level, state, which is you know, state level, and also federal level. That's one of the things that uh, I, uh, we talked about in the legal system, but in the regular political system, that's always confusing. There, we don't mess with that, but the judge did an excellent job of bringing us up to date and explaining to us what, what all that means. And and I know what you're doing, Chuck. Let me first of all congratulate you uh, on the successes that uh, you have had uh, as we have taken a, a new a, a new a new step in life for the chambers uh, that under your, under your leadership uh, we are now becoming a global operation that Katie and, uh, and, and Harry had for us as they traveled the world also and then once they made those contact you went you and behind and developed those relationships and as I always would tell you Chuck uh, you are our global ambassador and so now you say, oh, no, no, no. So I think right now you can write for ticket hat now. Okay. <laughs> right now, to be, be calling from South Africa, there's an all time first for our program. And I want to thank you so much for having us continue trying new mountains and, you know, and, uh, and being, being a group of us that's out in the depth. So thank you, Chuck, for all that you do. And, and so, having said that, I don't want to. Uh, 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 step on the thing that you're doing. So exactly, what is going on where you are now? I know you. I know it's, it's in even time now, okay. But with the mission that you have now, how that? How long you be there? And what are the steps that can be taking place? Still in charge. Okay, I think we lost Chuck here. Wow, uh, he'll call back in, I know. But Judge Greg? Yes, sir. He's still there. Can you, could you imagine uh, our leader being in Manson Mandela's hometown today? And you part of the broadcast. For us, it's all time first okay to be broadcasting from South Africa. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very, very proud of, of Chuck and, and where he's taken the NBCC. Um, as you know, we, we have a, a national uh, conference coming up with uh, uh, part, yes. partners uh, come the end of this month. So uh, I'm very happy that he's able to uh, get around and make a, a world connection. And um, one of the, one of the um, places that I had business uh, was in... Um, Lagos, uh, Nigeria, and um, I'm, I'm glad to see that Chuck is back to the motherland, and he's making contacts, not just with Africa, but yeah. South America and Central yes. America. So he's, yes. he's branching out uh, and touching the Americas uh, and, and making them know that NBCC is not just a local or, or a state yes. Uh, they're making a global impact. So um, kudos to uh, uh, Chuck DeBow and uh, and the, the memory of uh, uh, Al and, and Kay DeBow also. 
policy has been really just just in actuality you really look at it it's just a step behind the failed policy that uh, China has and by that I mean just look at the export see what, what, what can we sell you and we've reached a point now with this uh, of, of late I think since uh, Obama started the African Leadership Summit started funneling or channeling resources into Africa, and that's helping them build their capacity. But we're able to have a have a voice, have a hand, and say that we're, we're able to uh, offer some of our best practices. So the black mm-hmm. farmers, that's what I was talking to you about, you know, what's going on with the uh, agricultural sector in the Missouri area uh, as mm-hmm. well. And we're, we're not, we're, we're, I won't say we're shut out, but we're not having the opportunity that we really need and that are there. Uh, and at the same time, there's there's a food shortage. You know, mm-hmm. right now our, our military is limited as to what we can do for the ability to feed them where they go. Mm-hmm. And they've mm-hmm. been trying to go through what they, relationships they, they have had uh, mm-hmm. where they're trying to like buy from Chile and other places, but they can't mm-hmm. turn the crops uh, like two or three times a, a year way that they can in this other country. Not to mention the small lot farmers are growing organic products. Excuse me. Not not commercially uh, uh, viable because of this what's been going on with industrial farmers. So we've got a great potential, but it's not limited to agriculture. It's just one of the things. And, And at the conference in Atlanta, we have a think tank that's going to happen with a number of leaders that we're having come from various countries. Four minutes, gentlemen. Thank you. Okay. uh, uh, Latin America and um, who knows, man. I think the ambassador, uh, U.S. ambassador to South Africa, I think he's going to be able to attend. And uh, we're going to have some dynamic uh, dialogue there about what we're going to Put the strat, the master plan. Put the so we're excited about. That. Well, now, Chuck, I think I think right now I'm excited about being there. I know the judge is excited about being there, and and just being just it's just one of those things to be in the room uh, with all these great leaders from around the world, and not only from around the world, but just for the aspiring leaders <laughs> that we have, just for the judge. Being his people you know, from New York down, me being my people from Missouri there, this is an opportunity for all of us to have an opportunity to meet people from foreign countries we never would have met in our lifetime. In right. right, George? Yes, correctly. And and Chuck, let me just I, I don't I don't know if you were on earlier, just I was telling Ira, uh, this is my uh, second semester. I'm I'm in uh <laughs> I'm back in school for my doctorate in criminal justice. Um, I just, and I'm going to get you a copy of this uh, PowerPoint. I just did a uh, comparative paper on the criminal justice system of South Africa and America. Um, you know, and and one of the things I want to do is and meet with with the people that you have in Africa, so we could talk about um, the criminal justice system in Africa. As you can imagine. Um, they still have a horrific uh, crime rate going in Africa. Uh, and it's, it's because 
of the lack of diversification in their police department. You know, you have police departments all over Africa, but they, they're made up of different uh, sects and, and different uh, tribes, and there's no uniformity. We were talking about uniformity yeah. in, in police departments in the United States. So I want to, you know, with my security company now, um, I decided to go back to school, get this doctorate in criminal justice, and try and, and forge forward with best practices for uh, total criminal justice uh, uh, systems throughout uh, the United States. And now I, I hear with you branching out into Africa, quite possibly internationally. So I, I would love to just continue this discussion when I see you in Atlanta and, and meet with some of the people there. Amen. 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 Here's a perfect example right here, Chuck, of the doors, of the window, not just doors, the windows of opportunity that the National Team of Commerce is presenting for, for people in this context that we didn't judge we never would have had the opportunity to do what he's doing without you being there today in South Africa. Amen. And we want the history being made today on the air. You know, because of where you are and where Judge Greg just talked about, Judge, am I right? Yes, you're right. absolutely right. Make those are things we got. We always make it happen again, but we pass to as we kind of kissing the window time here. We're waiting for no one. <laughs> but uh, uh, so in the last half of 30 seconds, give us an, a, a quick council discussion about what, what we're going to have in our land, right quick. We're, we're really still got people coming in at the last minute here with uh, resources and presentations. I'm still doing uh, letters of invitation for government officials. We just had last couple of days the uh, enterprise free zone area of Kenya. The uh, chairman of that feels he's got something viable and, and, and important he wants to talk about about the opportunities that we have uh, as uh, foreign businesses coming in to business there and, and the support that they'll offer. So if you can get in a free trade zone, you get, uh, in some cases, free office, all sorts of support things uh, uh, connected to it, not to mention the logistics for shipping of your goods and services, uh, getting those things in there. So okay. we've got uh, the international component, we've got policy components that we work on mayors. We've got a matchmaking uh, element with the uh, Black Diversity Supplier Network through the National Business League. And, and then we're just kind of like got a lot of free range stuff that people want to talk about. We're going to be able to uh, accommodate them. Okay, well then Chuck, right now we want to thank you uh, uh, our global ambassador and also our leader of the National Conference and also the Oslo Judge Greg, and uh, all the things that he's doing, and please, Judge, you know, include us in that. When you want to talk to the world, you can always find us here. And also, uh, uh, and also, probably, uh, that was uh, Right Reverend Alan Loud. My name is Alan, folks, and I'm the host of the Zoom Machine Commerce on a beautiful Syracuse campus. We can be heard the show again tomorrow at 1 p.m on Sunday and 1 p.m. also on Wednesday at Royal Bat Week broadcast. You can also keep using on Spotify. And then no they can have the the time with us 
Life is good, and please stay in touch again next week. Everybody. Yeah.